Like you have to have a good imagination to read because otherwise you have to picture the things that you're reading about, you know? And you have to have a good imagination to be gay. Hello. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Under Our Roof, Baby Watch Edition. Yeah, if you are hearing this, then it is past my due date. So well, that, it is your due date. Today is your due date. That's what I'm saying, if you're hearing this, because they're not going to hear it today. I didn't listen. <laughs> it's okay. If you're hearing this, meaning the podcast has come out, then it is past my due date, which means I'm either still pregnant and probably a little getting a little bit antsy, or the baby's here, which I obviously don't know. Because as I'm recording this, the baby has not joined us yet. I would like for the baby to not join us until after today when I have big plans for cleaning and setting things up, zhuzhing. Like I'm staring right now at a little area of the floor that just needs to be dusted because we had contractors coming through. And I respectfully would ask for Splice to just hold off until I can just give it this zhuzh. I've been dreaming of cleaning the bathtub, like just... It's all that's why we're actually going to keep today's episode a little tight. Yeah. Because of all the preparations that we need to get into. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff like we need to put the crib together, which I know you might be thinking like, wait, you haven't put the crib together. The baby could be here any minute. The baby is not sleeping in the crib right away. The baby sleeps in a bassinet in our room for the first few months. And then after that, they will move into the crib. But we still want to just have it put together. So that's not something that we have to do once the baby's here. The baby will sleep in the snoo. And if you're curious about baby items, then that can be in another episode in the future. It can. Yeah, we can't speak to anything yet other than whether it's But we'll, like... we'll be given everything a good test run. Oh, yeah. And so if anyone listening is maybe thinking about having a baby at some time in their life, then... We'll we'll test out all these products. Well, that's how that's, we'll test everything out on our child. See what works, and you can learn from our error. Well, I mean, that's kind of all you can do. I know. And plus, like everything I've gotten is based on personal recommendations from people I personally know. For the most part, I got influenced by some things, like on TikTok. Like every other video is like baby items you really need, baby mm-hmm. items you don't need. Um, but I was fortunate enough to have a few people personally in my life give me big lists of like, here's what actually is good. One thing before we get into the get ready to take a sip meat and potatoes of today's episode that I've clocked within myself is that we are entering parenthood and parent side of TikTok. And I feel as though my humor is still not mature enough. What do you mean? I just think that like I wanted if I could and I and I don't think it's worth it. And obviously like I use my social media primarily to promote my music, but if I were still like in the quarantine era of similar TikTok where I just kind of make videos about whatever yeah. or anything, I I kind of would love to make spoof videos of like your baby needs this and have the most like outlandish like I think that could be item. honestly really funny and fun. Because I'm sure that I just feel like people be like, this isn't funny. We're talking about children. No, I think people would, as long as you're not like doing anything weird, like the baby probably wouldn't even be in the video. No. And so I don't, I think if it's like obviously a joke, I think people can handle it and it's not like too dark. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was like, things your baby needs, scissors, babies love sharp objects. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that'd be funny. Like you could make something like that funny and I think people would know you were kidding. 
Yesterday, I put out something on my Instagram story about queer spaces. We're pivoting hard. This has nothing to do with what the intro of the episode was about. But we um, went to our friend's art market yesterday. So our dear friend, Megan, um, who is Jax's girlfriend, and Jax produces a lot of Grace's music just to bring in the context. Friend of the pod, Jax Friend of the pod, yeah. Megan hosts a monthly, or it's every other month, um, queer art market called the Good Gaze Art Market in LA. It's so fun. We have a few friends who are vendors as well, like a good friend of mine makes cookies. You must go to this art market if you're in Los Angeles. You must go. If nothing else, then to get Taylor's cookies. But there's also a lot of other amazing vendors. We got amazing tamales yesterday. Yeah, we got tamales. I got a really good scented candle that someone made. There's just like the coolest Great stuff. Great clothing. Handmade jewelry. Thrifting. Yeah, thrifting. Anyway, it's awesome. And it's very gay. I mean, it's called the Good Gays Art Market. And I think this time they opened up a little bit to have vendors be allies. But in general, like most of the vendors are queer. Anyway, it's really like just such a nice community. Like I this time barely even shopped as much as I normally have because I just like kept talking to people, like meeting new friends Mm -hmm. Um, seeing old friends. It was just so nice. And it made us think of something which we've actually been meaning to do an episode on, but this like spurred us to do it now, which is just thinking about other queer spaces. And this could also apply to any like affinity group that you may be part of. Like maybe you have a mom's group and Mm -hmm. you like get something out of this too for the similarities that you may have of like a mom's group in your town. I think we were reflecting on the importance of community and these sort of other, or I think they've been come to call third spaces. So it's not your work. It's not your home. It's something else that you go to and get a sense of community. You're in touch with people in your life. You get to meet new people as well. Maybe you're engaging in a hobby or whatever it may be, how important that is to just feel tethered to our lives and Good Gays Market is something that totally does that. So Lizzie, sweet, sweet Lizzie Baldridge. I was about to call you by your maiden name because I still <laughs> sometimes I'm still just it's so funny that you that we were married. That is pretty funny. Well, just because I know I knew you before you were married to me when you were like the girl in class. So sometimes I'm just like Lizzie, I'll say I'll capel, but I'll probably bleep out your maiden name. I don't Should care. I? Okay. No, I don't care if people... It's not a secret what my maiden name is. Well, it's definitely not a secret because of the one like weird article like from a Christian publication yeah. about our pregnancy that used your mm-hmm. maiden name. I was like, what a deep dive. Sweet, sweet Lizzie Baldridge put on her Instagram story and I'm going to have you link your Instagram in the caption for this episode because it's a great way to keep up with the podcast more than following me. Yeah. Asked our dear listeners at home, our dear house guests... What are some queer spaces that they have come to love and enjoy? And apparently there was a lot of feedback. Yeah, I was honestly wondering if people would be like, oh, man, I don't really have that. And so they wouldn't answer it. But I also put in there to tell me about like your dream event or space if you don't have that yet. And a couple of people did that, which is always fun to think about. And in general, um, I was thinking both about like permanent spaces, like um, there's a wine bar in L.A., called the ruby fruit that 
is like a queer secrets out about the ruby fruit for sure oh yeah i don't think that's we're not it's breaking ground on yeah that. <laughs> everyone knows about the ruby yes fruit. it's very popular um on the east side in la it's great they have really good food they have really good hot dogs weirdly enough yeah and we went there with two of our gay friends who were visiting from out of town earlier this year and we all got hot dogs and like natural wine well i got non-alcoholic like wine hot dogs natural wine and i think fries or something they had good or? fries they had but like they also had kind of more, I guess what you would consider like upscale food. It wasn't like burger. It's not really a burgers and fries type place. But you put a hot dog on a menu. That's what I'm ordering. I know. I was like, and they had vegan hot dogs too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's places like that where it's like a permanent spot where you can go gather. And then there's also like the monthly type things like the sporadic pop up kind of things like the Good Gaze Art Market. So I wanted to hear about all of it. And I got some really good responses. So cozy up imagine you are here in our living room where i do have to say it smells delicious i made blueberry muffins yeah, this Lizzie morning made blueberry muffins per last week's episode did i mention that last week that i, I think wanted. that it was on your babyless bucket list that you'd always imagine making blueberry muffins in our home yeah so you I, did it lady i did it we haven't eaten she them went yet so rogue y'all i woke up this morning i we, i didn't even really sleep in for me and i just come out into the kitchen and you look at me as though you've been caught Probably I know I have like a bowl of blueberry muffin batter. Was it because you don't, I, I get annoyed when you're on your feet too yeah, much? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. You can make blueberry muffins. Thanks. Okay, I'm pulling up this. How do I see? Oh, here we go. So I'm just going to read from here. Let's hear it. Okay. This person says, I started a queer teen support group in our smallish town and today we decorated cookies. That is so sweet. And I'm sure that those queer teens appreciate that like there was actually this thing that i used to go to with my friend um in durham at this bookstore called it was colloquially referred to as qidi queer youth drop-in and it was like this bookstore in durham i don't remember what it was Was this when you were in high school yeah marnie and i would go that's so cute i know yeah qidi and they would like we would play apples to apples at this bookstore and just Love like apples to apples. It was very wholesome. And, that, and, and it was known for that a queer youth drop in. That's thing. what it was called. It was like once a month or something and like anyone could go. And I think it was for people in high school primarily. Um, and that was like really cool and special. I want to so. shake the hand of the person who did that. I know. I wish I it was like I just heard about it through like a friend of a friend like, hey, you should come to QIDI. Mm-hmm. And we would like drive over to Durham, which is like 20 you gay. Away. I'm yeah. gay. <laughs> let's go be gay and play apples to apples yeah it was cute so anyway i love things like that i think they're really important this person mentioned roller derby there was a lot of sports like city league type we are sports. who we are we are who we are we yeah. are who we are except i am not that you but. are <laughs> <laughs> somebody said i'm really proud of seattle queer exchange i don't know what that is but it sounds cool the other thing i was thinking we could do for this episode is put the discord in the link so oh, if any of the idea. places that we are mentioning sound good for you and Mm -hmm. you're in those areas, then you should maybe see if you can connect with other listeners of the pod about some of these queer spaces and find some community. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Apparently there's something called Safflet. That's an online book club with thousands of members. Thousands of members. That's what this person says. Get some recommendations. Cool. Get your Safflet. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. There's so many good ones. This person says they're part of a queer rock climbing group and it's honestly how I made most of my friends. That Love doesn't that. surprise me. Lavender Bookstore in Sacramento hosted a craft night. Cool. I went to a queer adult gymnastics class through an NYC group called Queer Flips. Yeah, gymnastics and rock climbing as a queer mode of connecting and sport and leisure mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me. 
because we're always we're, we're we're tricky people. We're always climbing and flipping. <laughs> yeah. You know, we are always like grappling our way out mm-hmm. of tough situations. We are always, you know, shimmying and uh, walking on very narrow poles to find a better place for us to exist. Mm-hmm. This metaphor works perfectly in my brain. It does. Also, the movie Stick It. Oh, yeah. We should rewatch that sometime. I've never seen it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're watching seen it. that tonight. Well, I've we're... never seen it. I've, oh, I know... I feel like I, I have seen it from TikTok, okay, but we, I've never seen it. If we get home early enough, because we're going out to dinner with some friends tonight, which was kind of a risky move to plan because I am it is my due date. We, we've kind of been very YOLO. We've been living this, on the edge. <laughs> this last week of like for the last probably like five days of not having a baby. We've just been like, yes, we'll go to your art market. Yes, we'll go out to dinner. Yeah. Yes, we're going to go see a movie. Like we have been, we've really been saying yes. I slept in almost all of yesterday. There was a very brief window of time when I was awake and went to the art market. And then I got home and I went right back into bed and stayed there the whole day. Cause I'm really just juicing and milking these moments of my time Grace is, is my own. Saying milking and making a hand motion as if you're squeezing <laughs> an udder. No, I just I'm I'm trying to be emphatic. I'm uh-huh. opening I'm opening and closing a fist. Okay. That's not I'm not doing any I'm not doing what you're what Lizzie's describing. Okay. Oh, look who's come to join us. Speaking of our sleeping Chihuahua in, producer our producer just come. got out of bed and he's Wow, you're late. We started without you. Okay, there's a lot of references to queer bookstores, which I think is amazing. And somebody else talked about like wanting more sober queer spaces. And I think a bookstore is a great version of that. Actually, a lot of these are not really centered around alcohol where people have written in so far, like craft nights, kickboxing or not kickboxing, although that'd be cool too. kickball. I have what I'm thinking. (laughs) I have a theory I want to explore with you. Okay. Reading. Why is it so gay? (laughs) You know what I mean. Reading. Think about um, it. Think about like the people that we knew. Mm-hmm. I would kind of include myself. I was a big reader as a child. Oh, same. Yeah. Bean, you can't come, you can't bulldoze your way into the podcast. And, and now he's, he's just making- groaning and making suggestions. He's like, this isn't the episode that was scheduled for today. We were supposed to do it on hyperfixation so Grace could talk about wrestling. We were going to talk about something else. That's but- coming up on a future episode. Yeah, stay tuned. Reading. Why is it gay? You know it's gay. <laughs> Think about people that we know who are gay Yeah, that read. It's so gay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like the ability to allow yourself to imagine. And like you have to have a good imagination to read because otherwise you have to picture the things that you're reading about, you know? And you have to have a good imagination to be gay. Yeah. If you grow up in an environment where you don't see that queerness anywhere represented... Mm-hmm. Your imagination is, it's like a workout for the mind. So that's why I think reading is gay. I also think reading is very romantic um, and being gay is romantic for most people. Yeah, the yearning. I think it's the yearning and the longing. You can translate that onto the page in ways that are more potent than Mm -hmm. I think in other mediums. Think about like, I I know that this was a, a thing that people would rib on with Twilight. And I'm not saying that Twilight is... I don't know if people have made the argument that Twilight's queer. I would hear it. I haven't heard it, but I would hear it. I feel like people have made that argument. Whatever you think about Twilight, there's so much yearning on those pages. It's just, there'd be pages and pages of yearning and people would like lament the straight kids in school would be like, oh, all that Bella does is think about Edward. And I'm like, you don't know what I live through. You don't know my life. 
Bella spending seven pages just thinking about Edward is so relatable yeah. to me being gay and 15. Yeah, write to us if you have some thoughts about Twilight being gay, because I feel like it is. Write to us if you have thoughts about reading in general and people that like are in reading clubs. Reading clubs, generally speaking, think about how inclusive they are. Why bookstores are so inclusive. Because you're expanding people's minds. It's progressive. You're bringing people in. You're thinking about all different types of experiences and ways of being. I agree. And a lot of these um, write-ins are about reading. Yeah. Like a ton. This one says, we're in a lesbian book club that has been meeting in St. Louis since the 80s. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. I know. That's that's so so special. They say, it's cool to be younger, 23 and 26, in in the company of people in the club for 40 years. That would be so special. Yeah. That's really special. I realize now it's a lesbian book club because otherwise I was like, my mom doesn't live so far from there. She could go. <laughs> my mom is always looking for new. She, my mom has a, a little bit of an issue in her age demographic of like going to clubs and being like, this will be a really fun like XYZ club. And then someone will share like a super, so, I don't know, someone will sh- say something like off the cuff transphobic within that age group and my mom's like, damn it, lost another club. So if there are any, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, she, it's literally know, happened she before. Happen. She sad. was like, I was really enjoying this club until some woman came up to me and just like said some out of pocket shit. And now I have to leave. I know. I feel so bad. Your mom has such a burden in a lot of ways because she's such a great ally. And it's just hard when she's like, man, like I, I can't like unsee yeah. the fact that this is not a good space yeah and it's things like we're just trying to plant flowers like what the hell is your problem <laughs> I bernice i know um this person says my friend is a pastor at a church in miami and they just started big gay brunch church i'm so curious about this what does it entail my wife and i have gone to some trans beach parties and loved them so so much that sounds fun that makes me think of like dinosaur which we've never been to. We never live- been to Dinosaur. Okay, so if you don't know, Dinosaur is a golf tournament, ostensibly, um, that takes place in Palm Springs once a year. And if you've watched the original L Word, there's actually an episode where they go to the Dinosaur. If you've watched the real L Word for some reason, maybe it's still on HBO. They go to Dinosaur, I think, every season. Oh, interesting. I've never watched the real L Word. I don't know why. Yes, but- you have. You watched it with me and you asked me to stop watching well, it. Well, I watched a couple episodes. Like, I, yeah, I wouldn't you say said I've it like. It made you really stressed. Yes, I wouldn't say I've like sat down and watched it. Like, it was sort of you were watching it yeah. and it was in the background and it was like giving me really bad vibes and yeah. making me like have a stomachache. I swear. It is. Um, It was a reality show and. I think, like, you just hate to see your own down bad. Yeah. And so I think that, like, they needed to play up the drama. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it didn't feel great. I, I hear what you're saying. It was, it was a stressful watch. You just want to see queer people, like, win and be happy. But that doesn't make a reality show. No. And so they needed to, like, pipe in lots of drama and big characters and bizarre situations and I, it wasn't I don't think it was a very well-made reality show no. either so the whole thing was uneasy yeah I'm not a quitter so I kept watching but I respect that you had to leave I remember that you were like as long as you're watching this like I'm not watching this. yeah I did not care for it um but interesting that they went to dinosaur I would totally go to dinosaur someday actually a good friend of ours is I think like the official one of the official photographers for it 
Yes. Do you think they have family events at Dinosaur? I do. I think they like Because that do. would be fun. Because a lot of older people go, like people that have been going for a long time. It's not... Yes, there's people that are like 21 who go who probably do not have children, but there are a lot of people that have been going for like decades. So it's a golf tournament and a music festival? Because like, aren't there music acts? Lizzo yeah. performed there. I think it's become more of that. Like every year it kind of gets a little bigger and more stuff to do if you're not interested in the golf part of it Mm -hmm. which i imagine fun fact i was on my high school golf team yeah and we are who we are we are yeah but i was really bad it was like a walk-on team anyway (laughs) this person mentions their farmer's market being a sapphic hotspot does not surprise me um they this person says i feel so nurtured by my local open mic i'd love to host a queer open mic someday you should do that yeah that'd be really fun and then, oh, a few people mentioned this. Apparently, there's another market. I don't know if it's like just an art market or what, but it's called Queer Mercado. Have you heard of this? In LA. In Los Angeles. Yes. Like a few people were like, you got to go to Queer Mercado. Um, oh, karaoke at the Lipstick Lounge. Yep. You've been there. I have been there. I have experienced karaoke at the Lipstick Lounge. It will humble you. Everyone <laughs> is so good of a singer. Yeah. Every Well, I didn't know that Nashville is just like that, yeah. where everyone in Nashville is just musically gifted. That makes sense. And so I was also pretty drunk. It was at a rap party for a State of Grace episode. For the State of Grace episode about Christian music, and it had been a pretty stressful day because we had the the intense response from the Christian music label after we'd done our interview and they were like you got you we can't use that interview. All this it was just a crazy crazy day. And I cried in the arms of the lead singer of Jars of Clay. Like, what a weird time in Mm -hmm. my life. And then we went to the Lipstick Lounge per the recommendation of people on Instagram. Ended up having a great time. I did get drunk. And I remember watching every single person there on stage at the Lipstick Lounge just crush it. And I would go up to them because I had no boundaries because I'm not with us. And I would be like, you got to do music. Like every single person, I'm like, you got to do this. Like you're a real star. And they'd be like, I do. I'm an art. I'm like, oh, and it started to click. And I think Julia came up to me and they're like, they all do music. Like everyone that's yeah. here. We're like, in music they're, they're, city. Yeah, we're in music city. Like everyone here does music or has done it in the way that they want to. They don't need to hear it from you. <laughs> like they know that they're good. Because yeah. I, I would like watch people sing, you know, Dolly or Whitney. And I'd be like, you, you hit, you didn't miss a note. Like that was amazing. Like you got to go on American Idol and they'd be like I'm not doing that but thank you so much (laughs) okay we got another submission for a climbing related per your theory that we like to just flip and twist and climb as gay people they say I live in DC and the bouldering gym here will do free nights at the climbing gym for various affinity groups there's a dyke night and a stonewall climb night where so many queer people in the community show up it has been a really cool way to meet new people who are queer and have a shared hobby yes and I suppose that's just an honor system. Like, if you're really gay? What yes. You, what do you mean? Well, I just mean they, like, like, prove if it's, it? If what? it's free. I mean, yeah, I assume. Okay. What, you, what other solution would there be? I don't know. Picks or it didn't happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh know. Gosh. Okay, this person says, there used to be a natural wine bar in my city, Waterloo, Canada, that had queer wine nights every Thursday. It was hosted by the most amazing drag queen who created a space to reflect on what we love about our queerness and struggles we've overcome and who facilitated strangers connecting while also bringing the house down with their amazing performances. It felt so safe and so cozy. And the owner was also absolutely amazing and so kind and welcoming. It closed this earlier this year because the owner of the building sold 
apparently it was called Goldie's. Oh, that's special. I know. Queer prom, people mentioned. Those are always nice. There's usually like something like that in a lot of cities. Um, usually in June and in the winter. Yeah. Grace did a queer winter formal last year. With Mickey Ratsula. Mickey Ratsula. That's who we're going to dinner I with. just like to say their names. Like yeah. it's like this celebrity. They are. <laughs> but that's who we're they're going the to celebrity dinner with of tonight, my heart. Assuming that the baby doesn't join us. Mm-hmm. I, I just mean that like. I can imagine my lowest self, like before Mm -hmm. I was totally out, but I was a little bit out taking advantage of like free stuff because I did. I literally did that when there was the org fair at Mm -hmm. Elon and I knew I was gay and I was like and some people knew I was gay. And I went over to what was the name of the queer group on campus? Spectrum. Spectrum. And I they were like, you can get a cupcake if you sign our form. Mm-hmm. To like get on our email list. Yeah. And in my brain, because I had a lot of stuff to work through, I was like, I'm not gay, but I want a cupcake. And so I You said that? I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I didn't say that, but I, I was like I was like so Wait, when you were I'd... at Elon, you were telling yourself in your head you weren't gay? No, no. It was just that like I I don't know how to explain the like psychosis of this. Okay. But it was very much like I'm gay, but don't worry, I'm not gonna be gay. Mm, do you know what i mean like it was like i came out and one of the first things that i would like tell people is like don't worry i'm not gonna cut my hair like don't worry i'm never gonna like be gay Uh uh-huh it's so bizarre it made sense to me at the time and i hate that i can like i still have a portal and a neuro pathway to this very unhealthy mindset but i literally was like if i'm gay i won't have friends and community and i'll be really sad and lonely and like very far from everything that's familiar to me yeah so I just won't be gay, but I am gay. Yeah. I won't be it, but like I am. Sure. And I'll just kind of like date women, but not in a gay way. Like I'll be married to a woman, but I will not be gay. <laughs> like that type of a th- mindset. So when I went to the org fair and it was the queer group spectrum and they were very, I just remember them being so sweet behind the table. Like I'm they sure. Were, you know, and, I but, was the secretary of spectrum one year. Yeah. I actually want to talk to you about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Put a put a pin in that. How much time do we have left? Like four minutes. Okay, we got we got to wrap we got to wrap this up. Sorry, we're using a new software and we're just doing the trial version, and so it only lets the podcast <laughs> record for thirty, 30 minutes. minutes so. so let me wrap this up. So I remember them being so nice behind the booth, mm-hmm. and they were all also it, to to for for me they were like visibly queer. Like they were yeah. they looked just really gay. Whatever that means, it's obviously nonsense, but at the time it was very confronting for me. Mm-hmm. And then they were also so nice and they seemed happy and like well adjusted and the whole thing was just very I don't know, it felt pointed. It was like I wasn't ready to like receive that that you could be happy and yeah. gay. I mean, I and get so it. I signed their list, but I was like I was like doing it not I don't think like passive aggressively, but just super just like <laughs> Yeah, so all I got to do is like sign this list to get a cupcake. Like, uh, bet. Uh, yeah, let me get this cupcake. <laughs> oh and I think that they knew. <laughs> yeah, I think that they know. were like, this is a gay person who needs to work through some things. <laughs> but let's give them a cupcake. Uh-huh. <laughs> because obviously the demons that they are fighting are winning right now. And that's not our business. <laughs> so let's give them this cupcake. Second thing, I saw this thing about how, what is it, like a invisible string theory? And how you don't see people until you're ready to like cross paths them formally and i think about that all the time with us because we're would you have been at the booth or would you have been at this org fair and i never saw you and i was there at that booth i was the secretary my sophomore year and then 
because of some interpersonal drama and like breakups and stuff, I stopped being as involved with the organization, not because of any dislike of the organization or being gay, but you're a big fan of gay rights. I am. But because, you know, I dated like the president and then we broke up, you know, you know how it goes. Anyway, um, so I was not as involved with it like my junior senior year. So and that's you transferred into Elon when we were juniors. Right. So I might not have been the one at the table then. But. Interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, I guess we should wrap because we are doing this new. We're we're testing we're out. We're testing different things. out a few different things. I think eventually we're going to get a sound splitter. But let's just finish the nursery first, and yeah. then we'll get like a proper audio interface where we don't need to do that. But for now, you're with us on the journey. I hope that you've en- enjoyed the. I think increased sound quality. I think so. I hopefully. think it's also increased our, not increased, but maybe improved our podcast demeanor. Are we coming across as very professional podcast hosts? Boy, I sure hope so. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you find queer spaces and queer joy in your life, wherever you are. And we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the podcast we call Under Our Roof. I love you. I love you. I love you, my dear, in a sweet, old-fashioned way.